my loves. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Complete Woman Podcast, a show for women who have become overshadowed by all the titles they possess. I am your host, Coach Latoya Kite, relationship and life coach. Join me and others as we take a look into the real, raw, and uncut reality of being a woman. Superwoman, get ready to take off your cape. Yeah, it's hard. Trust me. I'm supposed to be in a football game today and the track meet too. I'm like, when's Susie B? <laughs> oh, I gotta go get Kennedy. Got to. Now I'm rushing. Right. <laughs> Dang, man. Ooh. So it's crazy. It's hard. And one thing I just, you know, my biggest thing to tell people as somebody going through it, it's just, you know what? Learn how to live. You yes. learn how to live. You yes. definitely learn how to live, but yes. embrace it. You yes. know what I'm saying? And my thing that my new thing as I've been trying to do is being more intentional, being yes. intentional about everything I do. Yes. And then also stop taking things for granted. Yeah. Like, people always say, you know, oh, I love them. Oh, I'm gonna do this later. You don't know. Tomorrow is really not promised. Listen. It's not promised. Like yes. I had a aunt, like you said, she got diagnosed in 2020 around the same time I did, but nobody knew. They didn't tell nobody. But yeah. she refused treatment, and guess what? We just went to her funeral. She just died. And it's like, it's oh, so okay. So about last month, last month, or, or, yeah, beginning of this month, actually, a friend of mine treated me to a trip um, to Jamaica. She knew I just, knew, I know, right? Come on, friend. She knew. <laughs> <laughs> she knew everything I was going through. And she was just like, I just want you to come. So I went for a week. Awesome. And while we were there, I didn't stay in a resort. She had a house over there. So I was staying amongst, you know, like I, I lived there. So I was Ooh. eating like I lived, you know, like a native Jamaican or what have you. And the food was, it wasn't like American food, but it was, oh, it yeah. was good. Oh, yeah. And so we went to see a herbalist while I was there. And so the herbalist, she, she was telling me so much, giving me different things that I need to start and to my regimen. And I'm thinking like, this stuff nasty. Like, okay, have you tried that sea moss? That stuff disgusting. I don't want to because I've heard that it's nasty. So if it, if they do it right, and that's why I had to come back to America with the stuff so somebody yeah. can Americanize it for me because <laughs> Jamaican waitress. I love Jamaicans, but that, that, that food, oh my God. She gave me a detox. I was drinking dirty water. Wow. And, but she was basically telling me a story how a lady from America came over and the doctors basically had sent her home to die. They told her, you know, the cancer had to spread to all her organs and everything, and they had no hope for her. Yeah. She came over there and she just said, I gave the lady some rhubarb tea. She said, just the rhubarb. And she said, I told her to drink it every day. Now, that's stuff nasty. Mm. But she said, the lady did it faithfully every day. Sometimes she did it twice a day. But again, that lady was in a serious situation. Yeah. Yeah. I told you you're going to die, and this is your only yeah. option. She yep. did it every day. She said like two, three, four months later, the lady came back and told her she went to the doctor and it was gone. But wow. it wasn't just, and this was what the herbalist said. She said, it wasn't just the tea that I gave her. She was like, it was also because the this lady was very spiritual. 
she told her, I also told her to pray. She was like, because mm-hmm. Quentin was God's doing too. Yeah. It's all about what we put in our body. I yes. Mean, it is. It really is. Yes. She said, do you see or hear about really cancer in Jamaica or in a lot of these other countries? She was like, you really don't. So it, I'm trying. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm trying. <laughs> it's hard for me to change what I eat. Because, you know, I love my crabs. I love um, my soul food. I'm trying. I'm trying. I understand. I'm trying. I'm getting better, though. I don't eat fried food as much. I really yeah, don't. Yeah, I but don't either. It is, it is really a, a lifestyle change. That's why I said people just don't get it. Like, I was talking to another young lady, and she is a, she does nutrition, so she helps people mm-hmm. with their eating and to adjust. And she said, not only are you dealing with being sick, you're dealing with the medication, you're dealing with yeah. the injections, everything. Now you got somebody telling you to drink and eat some nasty stuff. What you're not going to do is push me over the leg. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm already going through all of this and now you want to eat something nasty too? Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like... I told her, but I was like, it's like if I just went and stayed over in Jamaica, I think it would be so much easier. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say because you have you have options here. Like you can you can get chemo and all that kind of stuff. But see, there they they live off the earth. That's what they yeah. you know they do. You know, and I've been saying that you know ever since you know because when we were like younger and stuff like that, you didn't see cancer like that. You know, if you did, it was older people who were already old enough to die anyway. So it was kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, whatever. That's what happens when you get old. But now it's happening younger and younger and more often. And I said that, I said it has to be the food because that's all we all have in common is what we put in our bodies. So it has to be the food and other stuff that we put in our bodies because that this doesn't make sense. It's yeah. just, it's running around so rapid. And I'm just like, it. you know, we got to eat better because when our people were eating, you know, they were eating from the earth. They were eating, you know, what they could pick and what they could kill. That's what they were eating. You know, they, you know, now this stuff that we get in and they doing whatever they doing to it. You they know, it's like, it. like yeah. everything is made in a warehouse. Yeah. No, they put yeah. all these chemicals in it. When I heard, because when I got diagnosed, I was like, I'm too young to be here. But then when I heard, they said it was ch- children. Yeah, 11 years old with breast cancer and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? And I'm sitting here. I was, I was going back through some pictures the other day and even like the resources and the services that are available to women of color. Mm-hmm. I went to a friend of mine who was like, come on, let's go to the American Cancer Society and, you know, try on some wigs. They have free wigs for you. So I was mm-hmm. like, Okay, let's go. Girl, I was sitting there trying on the wigs. I was looking like Madonna and Dolly Parton. They didn't have anything for me. And I was like, I, I mean, thank God I was in the right mental space and mindset that I didn't let that make me feel, yeah. you know, any type of way. But I just could only imagine how somebody else would feel who's struggling with it. And then you go to get some services and then it's like yeah. but you know they laughed we all had fun they you know brought in some more stuff but I was like there's nothing here for me 
that's funny. But so, I'm here now, you know, and to me, my goal in life, and it's hard, I say, okay, God just wasn't finished with me or he has some more work for me to do. Yeah. And how better can I help somebody if I don't have a reference? The the message that I listen to, he's like, God gives you references to put on your resume because he can't with a blank resume. And so That's now good. I got a lot on my resume. So God, at any time, you know, yeah. we can, <laughs> can we stop putting stuff on this resume? Like, I don't think I need anything. I don't need my resume is overflowing. Yeah, I'm overqualified <laughs> at this point. I am. They don't tell me you're not hired. Like, seriously, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. That's the same thing. That's what kind of made me start, you know, looking at everything different and having a more positive attitude during the process because. I said that I said if I do have to go through it, even though I don't understand and I am still upset that I have to go through it, um, I'm not going through it for no reason at all. Like I definitely yeah, there's definitely a reason. And and you know, even you you said he was like, Toy, you don't understand what your story is gonna do for other people. You know, you don't understand how many people you're gonna affect, and you were not lying. Like my inbox, my phone, everything blew up when I was telling people, and it's so many people that have dealt with this thing in silence. Mm-hmm. It's so many people that didn't know better when it came to healthcare and all that kind of stuff. When I started sharing, you know, my experience with doctors and stuff like that, you know, people didn't know a lot of things. They didn't know that they could do certain things and they didn't understand Mm -hmm. how important it was to, you know, second guess your doctors and question your doctors. And if you're not comfortable with your doctor, change your doctor, because that's what I had to do. You know, a lot of people didn't think about that, even with insurance and stuff like that. A lot of people didn't think about that, especially in our community. We black, baby, we won't have insurance, but listen, if we didn't have to have car insurance and all this stuff, we won't have it. Because we, we were trying to keep our coins and our coins. <laughs> We be trying to keep our coins, and we do not want to spend our coins on no insurance for nothing. We don't care nothing. nothing about that. But what you say might happen, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I try to explain to people, man, it's happening to us younger and younger, you know. And we have to be a. We can't wait until we're older to get things like life insurance and health insurance and stuff like that because it's not happening in grandma age anymore. It's not happening in mama age no more. It's happening at our age and younger. So a lot of things that I've been able to, because of the transparency that I have had, been able to open people's eyes to a lot of things, man, it has definitely shown me, you know, that I do still have a purpose and that me going through this was for something bigger than me. You know, I didn't understand. I still kind of don't understand, but I know it was to affect other people and help other people because like you say, how how would they know unless I have some reference? How would you know? You know, you know, other people probably wouldn't ever get tested for the things that we've been through if we don't share. Like you won't even think about it. So I'll wait. I'll wait till later to do that. I don't have to do that right now, you know. And, and even with um Tiffany, you know, going through colon cancer, so many people, like I just took my husband to get a colonoscopy because so many people are now like, I need to go get a colonoscopy. We weren't thinking about that though. We weren't thinking no. about that. 
No. Nope. <laughs> we, we were not thinking about that. We was like, okay, we'll wait until the doctor tell us to go get it done. You know, at the age that we're supposed to get it done. But now people are more aware of stuff that we were not aware of before because all of us are sharing our stories, you know. And that, all the- that, that was like the biggest thing. Like when I went through a lot of people, not, you know, I shared the first time I shared everything. Yeah. I was very transparent. But as a culture, Yes. We grew up where you just deal with stuff by yourself. By yourself. So you're looked at as weak yeah. or even the mental side of it. Yeah. When you tell somebody to go to counseling, people look at you like, uh, we don't go to counseling. We don't do yeah. that. Yeah. But you don't understand how much and how much, you know, it, it's needed. Yeah. It's really, really important yeah. if you don't understand that. Yeah. And then on the side note, Another thing is we do need to start buying that life insurance because you wonder why that's how wealth starts in a family. Yeah. When you do that life insurance, yeah, you keep it going. That's how you leave wealth behind. Yeah. But of course, I didn't learn that until after I was already diagnosed. So it's kind of hard for me to get life insurance. Yeah. I was trying to get it right before I got diagnosed. And, exactly. then it, and I was like, God, dog, I'm like, dang it. So yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to figure out a way around it, though. You know? I know, I yeah, know, because I know it's needed, and then and then they don't have to worry about what's gonna happen after you you die. You know, worrying about how they're gonna you know bury you and all this other kind of stuff because you know we'll have that. You know, and people just they don't think about that kind of stuff. We have to really think on a different level now. It, again, especially in our community, because we don't like you say. Because that's what my initial thing was. I was gonna go through this by myself with my family. And we was gonna keep it to ourselves and let me just deal with it or whatever. And God said, "No, you need to nope. share this." God you said, "No, so you need to share." Yeah. I was like, I was like, God, I don't want to do that because I halfway want the people in my business. And- Stop being stingy. <laughs> Look, you being stingy. Then people need you. I'm like, yo, I had so many people calling, inboxing, stop being selfish. Not, Girl, not I didn't kill. I did not kill. I was like, God, I don't want to tell nobody. I don't want to tell none of them. Shoot, I don't, don't want to talk to them. About I was like, I don't want to talk to nobody about it. I don't want people to know. I don't. I don't care. Like, I'm not doing that. And he was like, no, you need to, you need to share. And I was like, I eventually clearly I did, but you know, and especially with um, me um, doing things that I do with women, you know what I'm saying? For me to have something that only affects women because only women can get cervical cancer. So it was like, how you going to keep that to yourself? Like, how you not going to share that with the women because they probably don't know the same stuff you didn't know because it's a lot of stuff I did not know you know so and then come to find out it's a lot of stuff they really did not know when I started sharing my story so I was just like okay God I see you but I still don't like it <laughs> you so and I had my bout with cervical cancer so I did have yeah. cervical cancer as well that's yeah. why I had a, they I have a complete hysterectomy now yeah. at a young age I was like uh, I'm too young to have a hysterectomy but yeah. I got one. I've just it, it's a bless to me, it's a blessing to be able to share my story to help yeah. so many people. Yeah. Um, right afterwards, I, I know I have a slew of people who I have helped, and now that I'm going through it again, they're like, hear from me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because now they get it. But yeah. I'm always willing and ready because I just in life, period, not just health stuff, but the stuff that you go through is to help other people. 
Yeah. You know, like you got a lot of stories and a lot of things you've been through that you've been able to use to help people. Yeah. You know. And yeah, because because in my mind, you know, I I didn't go through this just to go through it. No. Like my in my mind, somebody gonna get help now. Some something gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get better, and somebody's gonna be helped because I didn't go through all that heartache and pain for nothing. Now, for nothing. wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. You know, and then in the midst of talking about this, we don't even you do think about it, but you don't really pay attention to how it affects your kid. And yes. how it helps your kids. Yes. Like my babies, oh my gosh, I I it was hard for them. A lot yeah. of stuff. Like I say, they were going through their parents separating and now their mama's sick and you don't know if your mama's gonna live. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it Kennedy was too young to really figure everything yeah. out, to know anything. Yeah. Audrey probably was the one that was affected the most. And she would cry and cry, and then it was like, oh my God. So that was another reason it was like, I got to keep smiling. Yeah. I got yeah. They want them kids to make you, boy, them kids to make you go through stuff and go through it with a smile and a strength that you never knew that you had. Like, seriously. And I thank God that, you know, my three girls were older, so they were not, um, they, they had, they didn't, they had a rough time with it, but they were older and stuff. So they were already gone. So they didn't have to really see me go through it. And then, like I said, I sent my son to live with his dad because I was so sick and so weak. So he didn't really have to see me go through it and stuff like that. But they all kind of like, you know, Michael, he was younger. So he kind of didn't understand because I had <laughs> I told him I had a procedure done and it was I think one of my biopsies and so he thought I was cured he said oh mama I thought it was gone once she... <laughs> I was like no son <laughs> I'm not so <laughs> but he didn't really fully understand so he didn't have the same kind of emotions that the girls you know kind of had yeah. with it or whatever but I thank God that they were older that they didn't have to see that you know that they didn't have to be in the house with me and see me go through but when they would call they were like oh my god mom you sound so like weak. You sound like you you just sleepy. Like you just you mm-hmm. sound you don't really sound that good. And I was like, yeah, it, it's rough. That's all I could keep saying to people. That's it's all rough. you can say. It's rough. Nobody understands it. See, you don't get it until you go through it. Right. So that's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's it's tough in these streets, baby. I'm hey. <laughs> It's not good, you know. So yeah, raising the raising kids and having them to see that, you know, I think that that is one of the worst things. But also, like you say, it it pushes you, you know, mm-hmm. it pushes you to do better and be better. And I think that having you know children, it definitely helps you heal and stuff so, because it's like I got to do this for my babies. I got to be better for my babies because I want, and then you want to teach them a lesson in the meantime. Hey, when you're going through, this is what you do. You know, this is how you keep going. You know, don't let anything take you out. Don't just sit back and take it. You know, do what you can do. Do what you got to do, you know. So, yeah. And then you got the support. You sick, ain't feeling good. You got to go to football games. Listen, that's what I say, friend. I'm... I'm praying for you because thank God mine were older and out of the house and I didn't have to do all that. And then my son was able to go to his dad. So he was taking, letting him go to school from over there and stuff like that. Cause I was like, Oh, I can't do it. I couldn't even get up to take him to school. I was like, Oh, dude. so yeah, friend, you have a different kind of strength. Oh God. I'm telling you now, even some of these days, I'm so glad it's about to be the summertime. 
Ain't nobody going to camp over here. We, we, we going to sit at the house together. And on good days, we'll take field trips or something. But no, no, no. I don't want to move. I, I, feel, I feel you. It's just right here. Yeah. And then, like, you know, simple things people take for granted. Simple yeah. things. Like, yes. I used to have OCD, and my house just had to be clean, clean, yeah. clean. Now, and then, it's, even though I want to, I can't. I Damn. still like doing laundry and stuff. I can't. Damn. Cleaning, I can't because when I do it, I can start. I start out great. Yeah. But about five, ten minutes in, Yes. I'm and I'm gonna pay yes. for it for the next day or two. Yes. And I'm just like, so at this point, you come over here, I might have a pile of clothes. My yeah. Laundry, yeah. Dishes might be the same. I always tell people all the time, it, it literally would take me like a week to do dishes because yeah. I have to go in, do a little bit, and then come back, go lay down, and then come back later and do some more and all that kind of stuff. Because you get weak, you get tired, you you start being in pain, all this of this, like you said, the simple stuff that we take for granted is like mm-hmm. no I couldn't do it you know and I still you know at some extent can't do so I just started going for walks again because I was walking a lot before I was diagnosed but I yeah. just started going walking again and stuff and I'm able to walk at least 30 minutes without you know getting you know weak and stuff like this so I thank God for that because it was yeah. a point honey I could barely walk to the bathroom Without feeling like I was gonna pass out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Trust me, girl. I know. Used to go, used to be on the go. And we still young, so you still wanna be on the go. Right. We right. go to the movement part. Y'all, I need to I need to. <laughs> they, they had mentioned that I one I, one of my family members I think had mentioned something about a music part. I think it was Zach, my brother, and he was like, "Yeah, we should go." I said, "Brother, I'm not gonna make it." <laughs> I'm telling you that I'm probably not gonna make it further than the entrance. I'm not gonna be able to do it. You're gonna I'm, have to rent the uh electric wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to do it. It's not, it's not gonna happen because I just Ooh. get tired, honey. And I'm just I like can. Oh, we took crazy. kids, me and my mama them took the kids, and I promise you, mom to my she turned around, she told me, You sure you don't want man? I got this, I'm good. Girl, we got back to the old because you still want some normalcy. And like you said, the way that you handle it is the way that everybody else is going to handle it. And yeah. my, you know, my family, all of them, they even said, they was like, I'm over here distraught. But when I talk to you, you calm and you just um, cool. So yeah. I had to change the way that I responded because if you're not distraught and you're not mm-hmm. cutting up, then I don't need to be doing it. So let me get myself together. I said, yeah. I was like, now nah, I have my moments and they ain't seen me have my moments. Well, I'd be in there boo crying, screaming out to God, not understanding, all the kind of stuff. Don't want to talk to people. And so they see that, but they often saw you know, hey, she trying to hold it together, so let's try to hold it together enough, you know, and that's why I will always pray for them, though, and I will always tell people, make sure you check on my family, too, because they need support as well, because to watch your loved one go through that, that's tough. And you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything. You know, people ask me, what can I do? You can't do It's nothing you can do. I I got a good friend now that goes with me to a lot of my appointments and will watch me getting these shots and I'm just standing there and I'm crying. I mean, tears just flowing, flowing because one, it hurts 
And then you, it's just like everything just flashes in front of you. Like, I got to keep doing this for the rest of my life. I'm tired of doing this. This hurts. It yeah. makes me don't feel good. And they always saying, somebody, I wish I could just take the shot from yeah. you. I wish yeah. I could. But then they have to sit and watch. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's hard for mm-hmm. everybody involved. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the person going through it first and foremost. But yeah. then the family, the mothers, because yeah. I couldn't even imagine having to watch my kids. Listen, Man, I, you- I felt so bad for Phyllis. I felt so bad for my mama. She she really, you, you know my mama is, you know, her and Lolo, they, they the same. They real strong and they don't let nobody see them weed. They, baby, you barely gonna see them cry. So they... My mom had a rough time, and I was just like, I get it. Because if, if one of my kids came to me and said, Shoot, I don't even like my kids to get their feelings hurt. So, you talking about <laughs> going through an illness? I was just like, I know it sucked for my mom to watch me go through that. That's why know. my mama told me, I gotta call Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yes, yes, because it was it was tough for her to watch that because it was just yeah. like out and I and I felt so bad, you know, like as a mother, I felt yeah. so bad for her because I was just like to see your child going through that. Like my mom is literally like I would be in the bathroom crying and she would literally bust in the bathroom trying to figure out what she can do in the in her ability to do. And I'm like, mommy, you can't do nothing. Like it's nothing you can do other than I, they've already given me the meds that I need and told me what I need to do. You can't do anything, Mama. I'm sorry. No, nope. but she nope. wasn't trying to hear that. She was like, "No, nope. what can I do? What What do I need to do? What we need?" And to you do? gotta understand, it's gonna be snapping on both sides. It's gonna be yeah. snapping on the person yep. who's going through it. They gonna snap, and then the parent or the caretaker is gonna snap because yep. there's so much stress. Yes. Like, ah. Yes. One thing is not another. So I tell you, it's, it's I mean. All in all, it's a journey. Yes. It's a beautiful journey. It it, it does, it, it, and then I know that doesn't make sense for me to say it's a beautiful journey. Yeah. I say it's a beautiful journey because it opens your eyes to what is important in life. Yes. It, it, so. it really does give you a different outlook. It does give you, it makes you live differently. And a lot of people, like, a lot of people don't get that. When yeah. I say, come on, let's go. I want to go now. And they're looking like, well, we need to plan. No. You ain't even planning. No. If I say you want to go now, trust me. Are you, you going with me or you going to get left? You're going to get left. Because I can't. I'm gone, baby. I'm gone. I'm gone. Because I had already made my decision to go when I came to you and said something to you about it. So if you weren't ready to be on go, <laughs> you better be glad I even mentioned it to you because. I yeah. see your picture because I'm gone. I'm <laughs> at. It's, it's, I mean, and people don't get that. Like, yeah. you know, I, and I'm real. I'm I'm real straightforward. I will say, I'll sit there and say, you know, yeah, we can plan for next month. We can plan for next year, but you don't understand. My days are numbered because yeah. of what I'm going through. Yeah, and I know I'm gonna go in God's time and period, point blank. Right, but because of all of this chemicals that they putting in my body our bodies aren't meant to handle they are not meant to handle that then you got stress on top of that what we eat you know what I'm saying you got all of that our bodies aren't meant to handle that so to me my mindset is yes my days are numbered 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? My life has kind of been cut in, in half compared yeah. to somebody else's life. Yeah. And that, that's my opinion. Nobody has to agree with that, but that's how I look right. at it. Right. So it's like, you know, if I want to go buy a house tomorrow and I can, I'm going to buy a house tomorrow. If I can go get on the boat today, I'm going to get on the boat today. I don't, I'm tired of putting things out because yes. when you do stuff like this, you need more moments of yes. doing things that make you happy. Yes. Because when people don't see you, they don't realize what you're going through. And yeah. depression, when you go through this stuff right here, depression is serious. When I say serious, whoosh, it's real. Yes, it's real. You just it's learn real. how to you learn how to go in and then come out. That's all you, I mean, really going through health stuff, you just learn how to just tap into it and then come back out. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, people say, well, I haven't heard from you in a few days. You've been busy. No, I've been home. Yeah. What you been doing? Just want to rest. Just want to be to myself. Yeah. And mm -hmm. a lot of time, and then I'm going to tell you, I tell people all the time, just because you got somebody who don't ask for help, that doesn't mean they don't need help. Most right. of the time, the ones that don't ask for the help are the ones that need the help the most. Absolutely. It's it is not pride. I tell people to stop saying yeah, it's pride. It's not it's pride. Not yeah. It's more so you don't want to be a bother yeah. to them. You, yeah. be you yeah. don't want you don't want woe is me. That's not right. my story. And I don't right. want people to feel that way, but it's like it, it is that way. Like yeah. I told you, I'm not working. But am I gonna yeah. put out there like I need help? No, I'm not. No, no. I'm not. But I, <laughs> do I need help? Yeah, I need help. Yeah. But it's just, I don't want to bother nobody. And at the end of the day, especially people who know what you're going through, you yeah. know what I'm going through. And if right. you want to help, I shouldn't have to ask you for that. I shouldn't have to ask you. You should just, it should just be natural. Yeah. And so, you know, like I say, you learn a lot when you go yeah. through this And stuff. it takes nothing to reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, how you feeling? It takes nothing to do that. Yeah. And nothing. that's why I say just like when you know somebody going through something, don't say what you need. Just yeah. stop over and say, I brought this for you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because more than likely it's what we're going to use it, you know, because we grateful for the fact that you even thought of us to do it, you know, but mm -hmm. so whatever, it, it's going to put a smile on our face. I know every card, every balloon, every flower, everything that it was sent to me or given to me, it put a smile on my face because it's some fact that you thought of me because you don't have to think of me and then to act on the thinking that you had of me. You didn't have to do that. So it definitely brightens my day. You you don't even know in that moment, I could have been contemplating that I wanted to give up. In that moment, I could have been contemplating that I'm done. In that moment, I could have been sad, uh, hurt or something. You never know. And your flower or your card or your text message would have just put me in a better spirit. You never know. Mm -hmm. exactly. So just do it. Just do it. Yeah. It's the little thing. Yeah. It really is that makes, you know, that can be the difference between me going to lay in my bed and stay there all day. Yep. And me actually getting up to be productive. Yep. yep. It is. It yep. is. So true. So mm -hmm. true. So what is next for Monique Denise? Um, so of course Monique Denise is just trying to take her music to the next level. Um I, you know, I released Journey. Um, I have more music that I've been working on. And 
it's available. I just haven't technically released it. But I want to do more with my music. I want to do more speaking engaging, engagements to just try to share my story. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be an encouragement because I realize that's that's what I'm supposed to know. I, I, I'm supposed to be out here sharing my story. I'm supposed to be out here helping people yeah. from, you know, being a single mother, from being a college student, you know, and a mother at the same time yeah. and working, you know what I'm saying? Being a married woman, being a divorced woman, you yeah. know, and now being, you know, a single mother, sickly, you know, whatever. Yeah. I just know I, my job is just to help some people who just don't get it. You know, yeah, and I want to use my music as that platform, you know, as well as you know, because I feel like to me, music is a universal language. Yeah, I don't care what race you are, I don't care where you came from, yeah. I don't care what you look like. Music brings people together, and my 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 goal is to use my music to uplift people and to encourage them. And when they leave, you know, my shows, you know, when I do my shows. I want people to leave with a positive moment. You know what I'm saying? Memorable. To say, I made them smile. I made them laugh. I made them have fun. You know? Yeah. Um, But, I mean, as far as me, I just gonna keep fighting. You know? Not give up. Just, you know, try to find a better way of um, getting these injections once a month. I actually go Monday to get my injection and I'm not. Yeah, I go tomorrow, so I don't know, just remain positive and just continue traveling, you know, as much as I possibly can when I get the opportunities and just embrace whatever is next. Awesome. Well, that's good. Um, Just keep, all you can do is keep pushing and keep fighting and do what you can in your power. So what makes you a complete woman? (sighs) I know everything we talked about. I mean, of course, yeah, my kid, um, my health, but that I I'm understanding, you know, and I'm open minded. I like to think outside the box. Yeah, and to me, you can't stay in the box. So, yeah. being able to see everything from different angles, different perspectives, and then willing to help my next sister, you know, yeah. uplift them, and you know show them the path to help them not make the same mistakes that I've made, you know, I go yeah. down, you know, the same roads, things like that. I think, you know. Awesome. Cool. So let everyone know how they can contact you or book you. So y'all can book friends for a gig or something or event or something. Hey. So <laughs> let the people know how they can contact you. Well, you can find me and follow me on Instagram and that's at Monique Denise Songstress. And then on Facebook at Monique Denise Fan. Uh, you can also visit my website, www.moniquedenise.com. Uh, my information is on there. I can be reached at songstressmonique at gmail.com. Um, also at 904-419-9026. Um, so yes, they can book me as a solo act, which is tracks, so or they can book me with my band. So we do take private gigs. They can also come see me weekly. Um, I'm at Jazz every Thursday night from 7 to 9. Um, on Thursday nights, we just have fun. 
we people come in there, they have their parties and what have you, but we have fun. It's a little more intimate, um, personable because it's just me and tracks, but we still have fun. I'm telling you, people still dancing, doing their thing. On Saturdays, I'm there every other Saturday, so I'll be there Saturday. Um, I'm there every other Saturday. So you can look on my website to see when we're there. Now, those nights, I can't tell you what you're going to see, but we have a good time. <laughs> we have a I'm telling you, we don't see people do, men do splits. Oh, wow. I don't see, I don't oh, see an old lady oh, and her granddaughter do a split, and I'm looking like, but it's, it's, I won't say it's rated R. It's PG-13 fun. Okay. It, so it, it's adult fun, put it that way. I personally, on on Saturdays, I don't bring my kids to jazz. But on Thursdays, you know, it's still low-key. It's fun. I have a good time. Good, good. Okay, cool. So, yep, that is all that I have today that is all from us today like she, she has given her contact information so please contact my friend and book my friend all uh, that kind of stuff and and learn from her story and just be inspired um overall and uh hopefully it affects you in a great way to where you make some changes to your the way that you approach your health and the way that you approach your life um you can um contact me at the complete woman 19 at gmail.com uh if you want to book me you know, I do speaking engagements and stuff, and, yeah. I am, and I am a relationship coach. So you can definitely book me. And as well, if you want to be a part of the podcast, um, you can definitely contact me there and let me know that you want to be a part of the podcast. And if you want to sew into me, you can do that as well. You can yeah. sew, and if you wanted to sew into Monique Denise, you can do that as well. Yeah. If, you can't show, if you can't show up to a show, I book a sew into sew into friend. You know, so uh, we thank you for joining. I thank you, Monique Denise, because you did not, even though we've been friends forever, you did not have to join me on my podcast. <laughs> but I thank you for being willing and coming along, sharing your story. I always love talking to you. You are absolutely amazing. And you, as you know, I'm always here, girl. You always know me. I'm praying for you. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to the Complete Woman Podcast. Have a great day. Goodbye, my loves. Thanks for joining the Complete Woman Podcast. I pray this was life-changing and that it empowered you. Connect with me on Instagram and Facebook, Latoya Shante Kite. If you will want to hear a certain topic or you would like to be a guest, email us at thecompletewoman19 at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the podcast on all podcast platforms, also on YouTube. Let's chat soon. Mm-hmm.